Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune in because we're enjoying the springtime and the warmer weather that, although it's not here yet, it's coming and we can feel it just in our minds because we're looking at the stats from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Their reports not only cover Reno and Sparks, but seven counties and breakdowns within those individual counties. We're going to look at some of the specifics and talk about them later on the show. Also joining us, Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's going to give us a bit of a legislative update to let us know what's going on in the state of Nevada that is going to possibly impact home buyers, home sellers, real estate investors, and more. Sherry joins us later after this quick message. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, Call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. In order to buy a house, you've got to have a few things in line. Credit, cash, income, and I recommend employment. We have a great opportunity for new employees at Community Services Agency right here in Northern Nevada. They're looking for Head Start and Early Head Start teachers. What a great way to make a living and give back to the youth of our community. Opportunities are available in Reno, Sparks, Sun Valley, Fernley, and Carson City. You'll be amazed how much you will enjoy working as a Head Start or Early Head Start teacher at Community Services Agency. Give them a call, 775-786-6023, or visit the website, csareno.org. Joining me in the studio now, Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the Wealth Protection Diva. Welcome to our show, Sherry. No, thank you, Peter. Good to have you here today. I hope you're enjoying spring. Yeah, the snow, you bet. Yeah, the snow, <laughs> spring snow is what it's about. But there is some sunshine coming and gardening too. I am so excited about getting out and about and working in my backyard, Sherry Hill, because as a homeowner, I can do a lot of fun things. Gardening, planting trees, taking down trees, you know, just enjoying the backyard in my ottoman and maybe with a cold beverage in mind. But I'm always thinking about what is going on in the world of real estate not only across the country, but specifically here in northern Nevada. You were telling me recently about some ideas that the legislature of the state of Nevada is rolling around in their minds. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what you heard? Yeah, a couple that uh, drew my attention. One is Senate Bill 395, which would have the Secretary of State's office create and maintain a public registry of the corporations and limited liability companies that purchase or own residential real property in Nevada. It would limit corporate investment to 1,000 houses per year. That's that's really amazing. So I wonder what the, what the whole thought is this behind, Sherry. Is it that it's only investors that are able to buy homes now? Or is there some other route that uh, they're trying to 
to work on? Well, what they're trying to solve is the fact that there's about 10% of the market in the state is owned by investors, not someone trying to buy a house. So, so I understand that. But my problem with any kind of legislature is this is where it gets strange. So let's say I want to buy one piece of investment real estate. Okay. I have to now register not just with the Secretary of State, but also with the Nevada Securities and Exchange Division, the SEC. Mm-hmm. So that I imagine that there will be fees involved with that. Also, it puts onus on the county recorder because they will not be able to record any deed moving it into a corporation or an LLC unless it has specific wording to the fact that it is not your personal residence. So it'll be interesting to see if this passes through the next round because this is going to put a real... Um, you know, real problem for that individual investor. I mean, I get when you're up to a thousand housing units that, you know, you're taking advantage of the state. But what about the guy or the gal that only wants to own one, two, or seven investment properties? Now it's additional fees, additional registration. You're labeled with the SEC and the county recorder. So it's, it's going to make it a lot harder for real estate investors in this state. Well, you know, Sherry, I think it's going to make it a lot harder for real estate investors if this bill passes number 395. But I ultimately think it's going to hurt homeowners as well, the first-time homebuyers too, because many times first-time homebuyers buy their home from an investor who bought the home, who did some repair work on it, maybe built the home, maybe did some major renovations in a whole subdivision that they bought. And now these homes are available for sale. For first-time homebuyers. And the first-time homebuyers, they're not in a position, Sherry, where they can buy fixer-uppers, where they can buy something that needs major work or buy something as is. Because in many times, first-time homebuyers are using a government loan like a VA mortgage or an FHA mortgage, and those mortgages require that the homes go through a rigid inspection and appraisal process. All the details, the housing the house situation has to be almost perfect for them to be able to buy and move into that home. And if investors aren't allowed to buy enough homes themselves, well, there's just going to be a lot of homes out there that don't qualify for many first-time home buyers. That's just one of my concerns. Well, and the other concern is if the investors aren't buying the homes and individual homeowners can't afford the homes, then do these houses just sit empty? No, ma'am. They would sit uh, with homeless people in those homes because that's what happened back in the mortgage meltdown era of 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 12. That's what was happening. Homes were sitting empty because people couldn't afford to buy them. The owners walked away from them, and the only thing that happened to them was they had the copper ripped out of them. They had the glasses broke, glass broken in the windows. A lot of homeless people were moving in, taking unfair advantage of the economic situation. And Sherry, anytime the government gets involved in an area where they're not currently involved, I really get concerned that it's just going to be more costly and arduous, laborious, and expensive to do a transaction. And housing prices already in America, like here in Northern Nevada, Sherry, they've gone through the roof. More regulation, more con- more concern, more compliance. It just means a more difficult way for people to become first-time home buyers. Well, and it's not just about the home buyer. If I'm someone who wants to be a real estate investor 
And now all of a sudden you've got, uh, you know, regulation around who's playing in the real estate market and regulating that. Then uh, anyone that's concerned about that, reach out to Senator Dina Neal, who's out of uh, North Las Vegas, is the one proposing SB 395. And again, it's just more government regulation. I have a lot of questions around the state's authority to restrict the housing market in this way. So that's one. The other thing that I was reading about was the transfer tax exemption. So currently right now, if I'm an investor, I form an LLC, I move my real estate into that LLC, uh, there's no transfer tax because I own it 100% on this side and I own 100% of the LLC. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, because of Las Vegas, the transfer tax uh, exemption that I don't have to pay transfer tax when I move it from me into an LLC, they're looking at all of that because these giant you know, casinos, corporations, shopping malls, what they're doing is they're just taking over the LLC that already holds title to the real estate instead of forming their own, transferring the real estate through the sale. And of course, the counties are like, oh my gosh, we're missing out on all these millions of dollars in transfer tax. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that particular exemption either makes it, stays, or goes away. You think that exemption of transfer tax, when it's uh, moved from a pri- uh, you know business property or a personal property to an LLC, Sherry, do you think that's going to um, really have a problem, uh, create a problem with the casinos and the way they would generate revenue? Are there that many deals happening every year? Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, this is really not a sale. If I, let's say I'm a doctor and I buy the building and I hold my practice in that building and I want to stick my my uh, real estate inside an LLC and run my practice through a corporation, I'm not selling it to myself. So it really comes down to a sale. Uh So if I just take over an LLC that holds the real estate, uh, even though the transaction, uh, the sale is happening out here, that's what they're looking at. So I hope that the exemption stands for the mom and pop who buy an investment property, move it into an LLC. There is no sale in that transaction. They need to focus on when there actually is a, a change of ownership. And hopefully there will be a, you know, a, a threshold of X number of dollars or X number of uh, properties that will uh, will not require the small investor, the small mom and pop, maybe buying their first or second investment property so they don't have to go through all of the rigmarole of the reporting process, the registration process. I mean, I've heard of so many laws that have been passed in Nevada over the course of the last four years, Sherry Hill, that even though you don't have to pay, you don't have to qualify for a lot of the new requirements, the state still forces you to spend the time in filing and, you know, getting a staff to put together to put all the reporting processes just so that you can demonstrate to the state that you don't owe anything. And that's an expense. It's huge. And it can really keep people from doing good business. Yeah. So, I mean, the real key right now is, you know, the state is looking for revenue. So anything that diminishes them having revenue, they, they're targeting. My issue is that is this really about, you know, a free market capital society or is this, 
you know, people wanting to get into everybody's business. When I look at that SB 395, that's everybody's business. Mm-hmm. They, they want to know what you're doing. I don't like that. The transfer taxing, as long as that exemption stays put where I, mom and pop, can transfer it into an LLC, no transfer tax due because there was not an actual sale. Target the ones that are loopholing that exemption and go after them if that's your issue, but don't blanket it. Exactly. In fact, I would think that our state legislatures, our state government officials, Sherry Hill, should really focus on the biggest problems first. And what are some of the biggest problems that we have here in Nevada? Well, education, huge problem. We're ranked, if not we're, if not at the bottom, we're second to the bottom in practically every category of education for our young students. And then, of course, you have the housing crisis that's causing prices to go up so high Well, look, I call Nevada a high-priced market because we're approximately $150,000 higher than the national average to purchase a home in Nevada. There's a lot of reasons for that, I know, but I think those should be the primary focuses of our government leaders rather than trying to sneak in a tax when people try to make a simple transfer. There's so many things that we have to look at when we're looking at real estate and real estate ownership anyway Now we have to see and keep our eye on what the government is doing. Sherry Hill, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about, and it involves Nevada Senator Jackie Rosen. But I have to take a quick break. Can you hang on one minute? Sure. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with more of the wealth protection diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hello, I'm Yvette Clark, and I've been in northern Nevada for over 50 years, and I've worked at CSA for one year. We do a family restaurant-style eating at Early Head Start, and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I am enjoying talking with my in-studio guests and people that give us a call when they hear our program and have questions. If you have questions about anything we talk about, call anytime after the show, 775-786-5515, and tell the operator you want to talk to Peter at Nevada Real Estate Radio. Today, I'm enjoying conversation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, from Sage International. Sherry, I understand that you're having an anniversary this year. Yes, we're going to be celebrating 30 years in business. Wow, that's three X's in Roman numerals. <laughs> X, X, X. Wow. That's awesome. 
And so a lot of, I bet you've helped thousands and thousands of people get their business affairs in order, get their real estate holdings in order, incorporate. That's the biggest thing that you do. Absolutely. Form a lot of LLCs and series LLCs. So and very so, exciting. Yeah. Before you uh, get to talking to us about our next subject, I want to make sure that our listeners can get a hold of you if they need to have any discussion about their real estate holdings or their business operations. If you can help them, I know they want to talk to you. Sherry, what is the best way to reach you? You can reach me at 775-786-5515 or go to the website, sageintl.com. All right. We'll put that on our website, too, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll make it easy for people to find you. Well, going into the break, Sherry, we were talking about a lot of things that the Nevada state government is looking at doing, at making changes that essentially make things more complicated for real estate owners, real estate sellers, and especially investors. Uh, We not only have to deal with uh, state government, but because we have so much federal land in Nevada, I'm sure that federal uh, issues have a play as well. You were telling me that Jackie Rosen, our senator, is in some conversation and in some proposal stages of making some uh, impact that would involve the the federal government, too. Tell us about that. Yeah, she's proposing a draft measure to sell off thousands of acres of federally owned land in Washoe County, which, you know, her thought is to... uh, have a solution for the affordable housing crisis. Mm -hmm. And so it would uh, authorize federal agencies like the Bureau of Land Management, U.S. Forest Service, to sell parcels that will clear the way for additional economic development and housing. And so there's about 14,606 acres that will be opened up for possible sale. The bulk of these parcels are primarily located east of Sparks, but some are in Spanish Springs and Sun Valley and northeast of Golden Valley. In this proposal, she's also designating hundreds of thousands of acres of wilderness, national conservation areas, and tens of thousands of acres of special management areas, according to Senator Rosen's office. So now think about it. If the bulk uh, is to be used for development already out in Spanish Springs and Golden Valley and out that way, is it really going to be affordable housing? Because the commute to come in to work anywhere, um, unless they propose major freeways to drive out there, I don't know how this is going to solve anything. (laughs) If, if, Sherry Hill, they build residential housing, and maybe some retail in this thousands of acres that you're talking about, the traffic jams are going to be horrendous going from the airport north to the Spanish Springs area to Cold Springs, all the way up to the California border. It's going to be a nightmare if that happens. And then second of all, is that really going to have an impact on lowering housing prices for America, for people in northern Nevada? I wouldn't think so because really our housing price issues are not so much that there isn't enough property out there in the world. It's that it's so expensive and inflation is driving up the prices more dramatically than anything else. The government has to get control of inflation because no matter what else they do, you still can't keep up. No matter how many more properties are going to be out there, we still won't be able to keep up. And weren't we just hearing about a kind of a limit or a 
a control of how many investors are buying, how many properties investors are buying. I would think that the two proposals would somewhat clash with each well, other. But, well, not just that, but I look at it and go, you know, this big rush about global warming. Well, if you open up 14,000 acres into more housing, that's asphalt, yep. roofs, cement, water, you know, it, it's just crazy to me because we're in a valley, right? We're in a bowl. And the more that you build and cover up the land, the hotter it gets. Yeah, the more global warming <laughs> we're going to get. So that's another And, and pollution and everything yeah. else. And so I just sit here and I go, my gosh, you know, why do we have to pack it all into Washoe County? Exactly. Story County is the one that's building the industrial park and all the jobs and all of that, yet they're not being held accountable to provide any type of housing. And so they dump it all on Washoe County or uh, Lyon County, right? Because Fernley and everything else. And right. so I don't know. I would, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I don't know that we need thousands and thousands and thousands of more homes in Washoe County. Well, I don't either. And <laughs> I think that a lot of people move to Washoe County. They move to Nevada because so much of the state is federal land, BLM land. And people like to live near BLM land because that's open space. People move to Nevada because they want it as it is. If we make all of these changes that Senator Rosen is talking about, all we're basically doing is inviting more of California to move here to Washoe County. And before long, it in fact, it's already starting to change. It doesn't even look like the old Washoe County. It looks more like California. Uh, looks like Los Angeles. <laughs> It's really disappointing to know that this is what our legislators are focusing on. If they would focus on reducing the deficit in America, reducing inflation in America, and getting control of our schools so that we can have a good education system for our young children without them getting confused about their gender, about other social issues that they're really too young to be impacted and to be concerned by. And I believe that the youth of America needs to have some purity. Let the children be children. Uh, as long as we're focused on other things, we're turning our, our noses and our eyes away from the people that need attention the most, our children. Senator Jackie Rosen, I hope you take heed before you make any of these changes. Please talk to the Wealth Protection Diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry, I know you have a lot of good ideas yourself. She should get some input from us. Well, you everyone has a chance for input. It's just what do you want Washoe County to look like in 5, 10, 20 years from now? If you want it to look like L.A., then please move to L.A. But if you want to enjoy seeing the mountains, not through a gaze of, of uh, pollution— then perhaps just continually to build more homes is not the answer. And my concern, too, is for individuals that I know and love here in northern Nevada, Sherry Hill. One of them is Eddie Floyd. Eddie Floyd and his lovely wife, Shari, they run the Wynema Horse Ranch for wild horses. Now, what do you think is going to happen when all of these thousands of acres that you're talking about, the Senator Jackie Rosen is going to buy from the federal government, suddenly the wild horses aren't going to be welcome there, are they? Or the rabbits or the coyotes or the birds the or any eagles? other. Any no, other. they're now, not. I understand she's talking about all these other conservation, which are way out, but I don't live way out, right? So that's great. You're protecting 
you know, open space out there. But if all the open space is only because I got to get a freeway to drive to it, then I'm not accomplishing much. Essentially, we moved here to northern Nevada, specifically the Reno-Sparks area, because we're very close to wide, wide open spaces, to BLM land, federal land that we all own and can share and love and enjoy together. But with Senator Jackie Rosen's proposal, what does she want? More houses, more traffic, more businesses, more crime, more pollution. Jackie Rosen, please, think about global warming. Why don't you talk about global warming when you are thinking about developing thousands and thousands of acres that is currently being controlled just by Mother Nature? You want to turn that and give that to businessmen with big pollution and big projects? No. Please listen to Sherry Hill. So anyone that is interested in learning more about what's going on at the Nevada legislature, I do hope that you will check out the website of the Nevada legislature because you can track all the bills down there. The ones I'm concerned about are the ones that affect real estate investors. Who knows what's going to happen, if it'll make it out in the next round, and we'll see. Well, talk to your councilman, talk to your assemblymen, talk to your state representatives, talk to your national representatives and our senators, too. Let them know your opinion. Uh, It used to be you could pretty well rely on our government officials to take care of us because they pretty well knew what we wanted as a populace in general. But now politicians are so focused on small minority issues that many times they put all their focus on a few small minority issues. They forget about the masses, the majority of the people that live and work here in northern Nevada. Sherry Hill from Sage International, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Peter. I look forward to talking with you again on some radio show again soon. Thank you. We will be back, ladies and gentlemen, after this quick message. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm pleased to be with you today. My name is Peter, and I am just delighted to talk with people about my favorite subjects, real estate, real estate for investors and all the cool things that we can do across our state across the country when you're a homeowner and even if you're not a homeowner if you have that in your mind eventually you'll get there even though all the challenges uh, that we talk about on our radio show and that you read around about in the papers and magazines well it's always been tough to buy a home it's never been an easy thing that's why you have to really be focused to make that happen and you have to navigate around the difficult challenges that are prevalent in any given year. They're different, but there are always some challenges there. 
If we can help you in any way, you can call us after the show. We'd be happy to talk with you. No charge. Just give you some guidance, some advice, and some direction. Call Nevada Real Estate Radio, 775-786-5515 after the show. I'll look forward to talking with you. Well, across the country, things are no different, quite frankly. Even though the median home prices, on average, in the U.S., are about $150,000 to $200,000 less than they are here in northern Nevada, it's still tough for homeowners, for sellers, and even for people in the investment world. I was reading an article recently about apartment building sales. They have recently shown that they dropped 74% the most in 14 years. And it's interest rate increases, banking upheaval, and just the dented demand in this year's first part of the quarter that really helped send those commercial apartment building sales down dramatically. And they are falling at the fastest rate since the subprime mortgage crisis back in the 2008, 9, 10, and 12 era. And that's a sign of higher you know, interest rates, banking turmoil. The rent growths are slowing, and that's undercutting demand for apartment buildings. A lot of people lived in apartments when I was a young man. They still do. I think apartments are a really critical part of the housing environment for America. That's where people start to get the feel of living on their own, start to get the feel of managing their own housing expenses, getting in line essentially, getting set to become a homeowner. The recent report said that investors purchased $14 billion worth of apartment buildings in the first quarter of 2023, and that's according to a data firm called CoStar Group. Now that represents a 74% decline in sales from the same quarter last year. And it would be the largest annual sales decline for any quarter going back as far as 2009 when there was a sales drop of 77%. The $14 billion in first quarter sales was the lowest amount for any quarter since 2012 with the exception of the second quarter of 2020 when the pandemic lockdowns, well, they effectively froze the market because you can even get out to look at homes. The recent drop in building sales, it follows a stretch of record-setting transactions that hit their peak in late 2021, when the multifamily sector was a top performer in commercial real estate. Now, the investors that had a lot of cash, well, they had a strong appetite for apartment buildings. Their top choices were in the Sunbelt areas like Dallas, Phoenix, Tampa, Florida, etc., where rental housing is largely unregulated, And rents were rising at that time more than 20% annually from the year prior. But since then, sales have taken a dive. Because when you do the math for buying an apartment building, it makes a lot less sense now. And some people say it doesn't pencil. And why is that? Well, the cost to finance a building when you purchase it, it has jumped crazily alongside with a fast rise in interest rates. And rents are running flat. People, they're pretty well maxed out on what they can pay for rent now, even though we've had a lot of increases over the course of the last few years. Some of the rents in some cities are even declining, and those metro areas uh, had been through record increases just in the months prior. An upheaval in the banking system, well, we all heard about that a couple of weeks ago, but it's also making it more difficult to buy buildings. Investors and analysts are saying that as more lending institutions pull back 
and lend only at higher rates, well, that's taken a lot of people out of the investment market. So most apartment building values are falling. A lot of landlords don't want to sell at today's lower prices. Nobody wants to take a loss when they don't have to. The decline of apartment sales is similar to a well pullback on the broader residential housing market, where home prices fell year over year in February for the first time in 11 years, and sales declined sharply from just last year. Home sales have remained limited because of rising interest rates, and home prices have been falling for months in some parts of the country, not really here in northern Nevada. They've just barely, had, barely made a slight adjustment down. But prices of multifamily buildings, well, across the country, they dropped almost 9% in February compared to the same month last year, according to MSCI, Real Assets Pricing Index. Now, fewer sales might be good news for apartment tenants because buyers say they aren't able to raise rents as quickly as they could previously. Many real estate owners, they had ramped up their multifamily businesses when borrowing costs were a lot lower than they are today. I mean, interest rates were down in the twos and threes. So enacting business plans calling for rising rents and then selling properties to pay out the investors, well, that went on for a while, but now things have really slowed down. Nationally, apartment rents this past March were up only 2.6% compared with a year earlier, according to a, a company called Apartment List. But the pace of annual rent growth continues to fall and is well below the pandemic high of nearly 18%, which was set in 2021. Rents fell on a monthly basis between September and January, and though they're up slightly again this spring, it hasn't been enough to reverse the overall downward trend of finding value in apartment buildings if you are a real estate investor. So, you know, what are you supposed to do? It's a challenge for everybody to look at purchasing homes nowadays because with interest rates up, it doesn't matter whether you're a first-time home buyer, a move-up buyer looking to buy a second home, or whether you're buying investment property, the costs continue to go up as the government adds more compliance, more restrictions, uh, and they adjust their, their, their government-backed mortgage loans so that essentially result in a higher cost to the property buyers, it's just putting more and more people out of the market. As I mentioned when my guest was here earlier on the program, Sherry Hill from Sage International, the biggest challenge with finding affordable housing is finding affordable housing. And it's not just the price that makes housing affordable or not affordable. It is a big part based on interest rates. Interest rates. Because as interest rates go up, even if the price of a property stays flat, that means the monthly payment goes up every single month. And when you are trying to figure out what you're actually paying for your home when you get started, it's not the sales price that you're paying for the home. No, no. What you're actually paying is the number of payments that you have to make on that home when you get a mortgage and then the amount of that payment. So as an interest rate changes from 2%, 3%, 5 6 close to 7% now, that can really have a huge impact on the monthly payment, especially when you look at today's medium home prices across the country. 
a 2% or even a 3%, a 1% increase can add hundreds of dollars to your monthly mortgage payment. In some cases, it can add thousands of dollars. As the price goes up, that interest rate makes a bigger and bigger impact on your monthly mortgage payment. And when you look at the median home prices in northern Nevada specifically, that are somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred dollars to $550,000, one percentage of interest point can make a big difference. It can mean the difference between being able to get pre-approved for a mortgage and being left still waiting and wondering when you're going to be able to be in the perfect position to buy a home. Well, one of the ways that people try to overcome these higher interest rates is by putting more money down on the purchase price. That way, this down payment is going to result in a smaller total mortgage, and that means smaller total payments, right? Monthly payments. But still, those high interest rates are causing you to do a lot of things with your money that you maybe would not have done. I mean, think about this. If you decide that you were only going to put $15,000 down on a home, but now because of the higher interest rates, you have to put thirty or $35,000, where's that extra $20,000 going to come from? Are you going to have to work harder, save longer? You might have some retirement money that you can pull that extra $20,000 out from for the down payment. But if you pull it from any place where that money is working earning interest, working as an investment. Once you pull that money out and you give it to the bank as a bigger down payment on your home, that money stops working for you. So essentially, you not only commit that extra amount of money toward the purchase of your home so that you can get a lower monthly payment, you're also giving up all of the income that that same money would have made if it would have stayed in your other institutional account, be it a certificate of a deposit, in the stock market, in your Roth IRA, your traditional IRA, wherever it is doing work and earning money and growing on its own, that's over for that money when you pull it out and you give it as a down payment to the bank so that you can get a lower payment. So if you are serious about buying a home, you've got to look at all of those factors and constantly be playing that that waiting game of knowing which element of the home buying process needs to be tweaked the most. Interest rates from a government perspective, that's what needs to be tweaked the most. Get those interest rates down and people will find it easier to purchase homes. Building more homes with high interest rates still leaves us the same problem. But building more homes with lower interest rates is going to bring the demand on the total number of homes down because there will be more homes for sale. But are the days coming back when we're looking at 2, 3, 4% interest rates? Probably not for a while. You're probably going to need to look at other options when it comes to buying a home so that you can afford a home. Well, when we come back, we're going to look at some of the different pricing statistics from our seven counties in our northern Nevada area as given to us by the Sierra Nevada Realtors. I think you're going to be surprised just how much money you can save by choosing a home that is perhaps 20 miles away or 30 miles away from where you had originally planned on buying. We'll look at those numbers after this message. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill. 
the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 We have one of the best real estate associations in the country, right here in northern Nevada. I'm talking about Sierra Nevada Realtors. They come on our show on a regular basis, talk to us about all the markets that they cover. It's really a lot of area. It's seven counties here in northern Nevada. And the lovely ladies who are the co-presidents, Sarah Sharkey and Christy Fernquest, they do a great job not only in keeping our listeners updated on the stats, but also in helping people when they have questions or they need guidance about a realtor in northern Nevada. So we're going to give you their contact information at the end of this show. But in the meantime, I want to talk about the different areas that we get reports on from Sierra Nevada Realtors when we look at the median home prices here in northern Nevada. So we basically think about Reno Sparks because that's what we have focused on for many, many of our shows. But the reality is there's a lot of areas that are just outside of Reno Sparks that are still within our geographical area for statistics. And you'd be amazed how different the numbers are. So we're going to start at one of the more rural areas, Story County. So specifically, if we look at the Story County area, there are not a lot of sales that happen in this county of northern Nevada, but most of them happen in the Virginia City Highlands area. In the last statistic reporting window over over the course of the last month, there was only one closed sale in that area, and that purchase price was for $635,000. So that is our median sales price in the Virginia City Highlands area. That comes in at $291 a square foot. If we move over to the next county, we're talking about Lyon County now. And Lyon County has a lot of cities and little towns in the area. And so you have to kind of wonder, is it the whole county? Well, let's look at the county. $398,950 is the median sales price for homes that are sold in that area. Lyon County, uh, you can get there in about 50 minutes, just under an hour. And when you compare that to the highest price area uh, of our typical uh, reporting uh, numbers, the median sales price in Reno, Nevada is $555,000. So that's right at about $150,000 less to live in Lyon County than it is to live in Reno, Nevada. One of the communities that I go to often in Lyon County, and I love, Yarrington, Nevada. Yarrington is not a big city, but they do have nine new listings right now in that little town in Lyon County. It's about one hour away from Reno. Good roads. You go right through the Tahoe Industrial Center. Well, the median price there, believe it or not, $220,000. That's about $330,000 less for a home in Yarrington, Nevada, 
than in Reno, Nevada, for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. It's really something. You might want to consider Yarrington, Nevada, if you're looking to save some serious cash on the purchase of your new home. Now, if we go a little bit further to the west, Douglas County, the prices are a little bit higher. We're looking at the Dayton area specifically. In that area of Douglas County, the median sales price, $497,000, or about $50,000 less than the median sales price in Reno, Nevada. In Douglas County, there are right now 48 new listings available. They had 35 closed sales last month. The price per square foot, $320. $2,000. Let's look at another area that was reported to us from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Let's look at Fallon, Nevada. Now, that's a great agricultural area. The Fallon Air Base is there. A lot of fun things to do in Fallon. Sand Mountain is there. Median sales price, $340,000 in Fallon, Nevada. That's going to take you about an hour, 10, hour 15 to get to from Reno, Nevada, but probably one of the top agricultural areas here in northern Nevada. When you look at the median sold per square foot price in Fallon, it's only $210,000. So again, you're saving about $200,000 from living and buying a home in Reno, Nevada, and you have the quaintness of a an agricultural community in Fallon. Another area I like to talk about besides Fernley and Fallon, of course, is right here in our own neighborhood, Carson City, state capital. And it's really a delight to have a state capital that is such a small city in Nevada because it, you have great access. You can go there. You can go visit the capital. You can visit any of our state officials. And you know that you're close. It's not a long, arduous drive because Carson City is only about half an hour away from the Reno Sparks area. And you would think, as the state capital, Carson City, Greater Carson City area, that it would be the highest demand and most expensive part of living in northern Nevada. But again, comparing it to Reno itself, Reno at $555,000 for a median sales price home, a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. Well, when you look at Carson City, it's $100,000 less. The median sales price was recently noted at $450,000. There are right now 35 active new listings available in the greater Carson City area. Last month, 40 properties were closed. And I would imagine as we move further into the spring, we're going to see more and more deals done in the capital city. Carson City is a delightful area to live in. As we get closer to the Reno area, and we're still looking for some deals, we look at the Sparks, Nevada area. Again, we know that Reno is the highest priced part of this market we're talking about right now at $555,000. But when you're looking at Sparks, just right adjacent to Reno, you can save over $50,000 because the median price there, $502,000. Five hundred two thousand five hundred dollars. The uh, the score the sold per square foot in Sparks, Nevada, two hundred and eighty four dollars per square foot. And the nice thing about Sparks is that there are one hundred and forty three new listings currently available. Last month, 
144 deals were closed. So you know that Sparks is one of those areas where there is a fair amount of inventory when you compare it to what's happening in the other counties. And the nice thing about living in Sparks, besides getting a home for an average of $50,000 less, is that if you have friends, family, or you just want to shop in Reno, it's right next door. And we get to Reno. Reno, Nevada, median sales price again, $555,000. There were 278 homes available as new listings on the last checkup of the stats. And last month, 255 deals were closed. Now, that brings the median sold per square foot price at $294 a square foot. Things are closing pretty fast, too. Right now, it's only about 15 days to close. When a home goes for sale, the real estate agent puts a sign in the yard, and then people see it on uh, on their drive-by, or they see it online or on the multiple listing service. On average, 15 days to contract. People are still looking for that deal, and I know that sellers are adjusting their prices and also adjusting their concessions, helping the buyers close the deal faster and maybe with less money. Not only because the prices have stabilized, dropped a little bit, but because many sellers are helping with closing costs, maybe paying for the cost of the inspection or the cost of an appraisal. Or sellers can even help buy an interest rate point so that the interest rate that the buyer has to pay for the life of their loan, it can be a much less uh, lower interest rate by 1% can make a big difference. That means a lot less money to pay every single month. So when you compare Reno, Nevada at $555,000 to what's happening nationally, well, we are still about $180,000 to $200,000 higher than the national average. So it was just a couple of months ago that I noted that the the prices of the national homes nationally had dropped by about 0.2%. So they're currently in the neighborhood of $365,000. That's if you average out all of the counties, all of the home buying areas across the country, $365,000. $200,000 less than what we find here in northern Nevada. It is so hard to believe that we are in, well, what I call a high-priced market. It takes a lot of money to live in northern Nevada. If you're moving to Nevada, know that. Know that before you go out to shop and say to yourself, my goodness, why are these home prices so high? Why is there so much demand? Well, look at Nevada. Look around. It's a beautiful place. People have discovered it. It is a destination for a lot of people. That's why people are even buying second homes in northern Nevada because they probably love to ski or they're big in the outdoors world in the summer. Maybe they're big hikers. Maybe they just want to have a home to get away. They want to get away from their metropolis area of Sacramento, San Francisco, Phoenix, Las Vegas, you name it, whatever. It's a pleasure to live in northern Nevada and more and more people are discovering it. So you have to be aware. If you're looking to buy a home, it's not your typical community area that you would find across the country. It's a high demand area, it's a high cost area, and it really is a destination for many people. So, if you can pull the trigger and buy a home here, congratulations. Whether it's primary residence or investment property, it's not an easy thing to do. But I assure you 
that you will be greatly satisfied when you pull that trigger. Talk to a licensed real estate professional. Get information from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. They are the ones that can help you. That's snr.realtor is the website. snr.realtor. And before we finish up, I do want to talk about one more area of northern Nevada that we get stats from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. And it makes that $555,000 price for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage in Reno makes that look like it's a bargain. I'm talking about Lake Tahoe. Yes, we are so close to Lake Tahoe that it is within our reporting range. When we look specifically at the Kingsbury grade area, the median home price, $1,895,000. And believe it or not, that's down dramatically from last the reporting period before. It's down 26%. But keep in mind, there aren't a lot of deals that happen in the Lake Tahoe area, especially when you narrow it down to like the Upper Kingsbury grade area. In fact, over the course of the last two months, there were only three closed sales there. One new listing right now. Maybe more will be coming. But the demand is so high, the amount of new inventory is so low, and the costs, they go right along with it. At that price level, the sold per square foot cost is, but let's round it up, $600 a square foot to purchase a home in the Kingsbury Great area of Lake Tahoe. Now you're thinking, Reno does sound like a pretty good deal at $555. In fact, there are many good deals if you just expand a little bit beyond what could be your comfort zone right now to where you want to purchase a home. Some great deals abound. And the distances are much shorter than ever because of the great roads and the convenience. A lot of people are doing remote work. Now is the time to maybe to look at buying in a more rural area surrounding Reno Sparks to get that big break. If we can help you in any way, regardless of what area you're looking to purchase a home in, give us a call, 775-786-5515. Anytime after the show, and we will be pleased to talk with you. I've enjoyed my interviews with our guests today, especially the wealth protection diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. And I love talking with you about the stats that we get from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Be sure to tune in again next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends too, and then they can make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? NevadaRealEstateRadio.com Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Jimmy Bogle, who is the publisher, executive editor for the Reno News and Review, our local independent community newspaper that's going to help you understand what's cool, what's happening, and what's going on in our northern Nevada community. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. on 93.7 FM. The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.